0: blast guys i'm gonna leave you now uh, <laughs> <hell yeah>. thanks <laughs> thanks for thanks for having me
1: on hell yeah is there a hey, don is there a way to lower your audio and equalize it uh, maybe
2: uh, i, I can't i can get Calm to equalize it afterwards right
3: yeah yeah i can yeah i'd normalize everything so they should be roughly at the uh the same level so you just need to turn your uh speakers down Don can just keep going as normal and I can sort it out later. It's totally fine.
0: Sounds good. Yeah, I, I'm limited to volume
3: up or volume down. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Nah>, that's <laughs> fine, that's God, fine. I mean you know, I can make you know, I can make it so you know we can all hear Jack, so oh, wait, we I can tune you down. I found my is microphone. Jack even here. Is that better?
1: Oh dude, a lot better. Here we all go. Right, that's beautiful. good. Speaking On of Jack, back, where, where
3: is he? Uh, Jack
2: was dumped in Lake Simcoe
1: uh again (laughs) yeah so just so i can confirm you guys can see my audio moving up and down on Zencaster, right correct (laughs) bro for it's not is it going for you guys like y'all's own or yep it is yep yep yep. yep. all good fuck that's weird okay
2: fuck it like in a movie where you see all the opening credits before the actual movie starts (laughs)
3: you know i was talking to who was i talking to scott from plastic posse the other day just chatting about stuff shout out plastic posse yeah shout out to them and i have officially invited them to the discord so i can guarantee that he's gonna he's gonna spend like a day trying to find a polite way to turn me down i can't wait god
4: (laughs) he doesn't (laughs) need a a polite (laughs)
3: way just don't
1: oh yeah you can just say nah fuck off (laughs) you're gonna go to message him again in like a week and you're not gonna be able to find him because he blocked you yeah i'll be blocked (laughs) and then the next episode the first
3: the next episode the first thing they're gonna say is "Micro Machines, fuck off
4: (laughs) (laughs) it's
3: like stop messaging us the restraining orders in the mail (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what, that would be amazing
2: publicity Gangway restraining order from Blastic Posse Oh god <laughs> I
5: feel like I'm personally going to get a restraining order A restraining order from Ammo
2: <laughs> Bro, I, you, you, they're already drafting it It's all going to be in Spanish And then they're going to make you uh, an English translation of it It's all going to be broken English Did That's you even going. get an acknowledgement from them? Nope
4: Still? Ass-
5: <laughs> Still, I'm checking again right now you like,
2: ha 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 Silly American Fire products.
5: Okay, loading into. Uh, sir, what's your uh, email? Uh, pans underscore modeler. Blah blah blah. Uh, blah, blah also, blah.
2: what's your credit card number?
5: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll send it to you.
1: Don't worry. I'll also, send you a social, a social security number, mother's maiden name. You got it. I was say, what's your what's your old man's credit card number?
3: <laughs> don't worry, I'll put it all in a Word document and send it over to you. Thanks, oh, appreciate it. Okay. Yep. Don't, don't forget your mother's maiden name, the street you were born on, your first pet's first name, all yep. of that. Don't worry about that. Yeah,
5: It can't
2: be used for anything <laughs> nefarious. Oh, not at all. Hey, Greg, now that we've got money, I was thinking about that new Ticom M114 with the interior. What do you think, eh?
1: <sighs> yes. 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 Just, just straight yes. That's all I gotta say. Oh, crap. uh, do
2: we want to start the podcast? We're f- like four minutes in.
5: Oh, yeah, let's go.
1: Uh,
2: Send might it. as well. Introduce it. You are listening to the Micro Machines podcast. Greg, this is your episode. Go.
1: All right. Look at me. I got the reins of the bad boy. All right. There? Welcome to episode eight. Uh, this is a crew. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourselves. I think Don should be first. This
3: is his first time yes. on the podcast. Yes, we have yes. a guest. Yeah, We have a guest. Our first we guest. Got him. I
0: don't. I, I don't think hostages typically get, you know, opening uh, opening line privileges. Well, there's a first for everything.
2: This is a special prison operation.
0: Jesus Christ! All right. Uh, I'm Don. I'm from Canada. I build models. I'm here against
3: my will. Please send help. <laughs> don't worry. That Stockholm syndrome will just start kicking in pretty soon. You'll be fine. Um, on a
2: similar note, I'm Dennis. I'm also from Canada. I'm currently holding uh, Don hostage right now,
3: and uh, it's great to be here. I'm Callum. Uh, I'm from New Zealand, and that's all I'm going to say.
5: I'm um, Ezra sweat like a
1: fucking dog in my workbench in New Mexico.
3: Take it for the podcast, bud.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm Greg in uh, SoCal, unfortunately, recording in my garage. All right, so that's, uh, that's all our introductions. Unfortunately, Jack and Val could not be here today. Uh, Val is now known as the ghost of the Micro Machines podcast, and Jack is at the bottom of so. All right, so uh, I guess we'll start off with our social medias. For YouTube, we got the, the Micro Machines podcast. I, I kind of forgot the Spotify, but uh, then you got my YouTube, and then uh, Callum's YouTube. And down there in the Instagram links, you got everyone's... Besides Don, Don, you have an Instagram, don't you?
4: (laughs) No, no.
1: Unfortunate. We'll have to make you one. I've been looking. (laughs) I've been looking. Trust me. (laughs) My dog has an Instagram. Hey, that counts.
5: Didn't you have a Reddit for a while?
1: Yes, you
2: did. That's why I nuked it. Uh, Oh God! I got him onto a kit maker
5: through that. I remember before you were on Kitmaker, I was just scrolling through uh, Google trying to find pictures of an M113 TUA, and I found your build. I was like, oh, I hope mine could look as good as that. And then it looked better. So much better. I wouldn't say that. No, you should. Questionable. Yeah, questionable.
0: First of all, the Verlinden kit I used for that was new
5: before the conflict that the tua was actually used in <laughs> that's true i was measuring the dimensions between the verlinden and the uh legend kit and they're so off oh no the they're modules. out by a mile
0: yeah but the verlinden kit was 20 bucks for shipping so that's not know, bad economy that really <laughs> is not bad
3: so greg what's the uh presentation you're uh, presenting to us today
1: Uh, Of Mr. Dennis could switch over to the next slide for me. We are discussing the age-old question. Is one size fits all, or does size really matter?
4: (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Risqué. We're going to talk about
1: man-battle tanks versus armor classes. Uh, Basically, armor classes like tank destroyers, light, medium heavies, versus what we know today as a man-battle tank.
5: I just want to say that Abrams could take.
4: <laughs>
5: I was going to say the Abrams could take out every tank on that uh, previous slide easy. Oh, 100% could. But not the
1: tiger. <laughs> Five oh Abrams to one tiger. God, no. Lord no mercy. Alright, well, we'll start with the uh, what's called the Jack of All Traits. It's the main battle tank, and according to Wikipedia, uh, that's where I got all these definitions from, so if you want to credit that, go ahead. Uh, the main battle tank, also called a battle tank, is a tank that is used as the most powerful combat vehicle in modern armies. They were made to replace the light, medium, and heavy tanks used in World War II with just one tank. So down there, you got the Abrams, uh, Leopard, and a T-90. Well, we know that two of those tanks worked at least. <laughs> oh, shots <laughs> fired. <laughs> yeah, Chechen wars in favor of the T-90, and obviously the war in Ukraine is definitely not favoring the T-90. We just got our first confirmed kill of the T-90M. Suck it. Mm. Mm. Fucking Russia's over there, punching the air. Alright, if you'll uh, go to the next slide for me. Alright, so we'll start off with the, in the classifications of World War II, we got light. So a light tank is a tank variant initially designed for rapid movements in and out of combat to outmaneuver heavier tanks. It is smaller in size with thinner armor and less powerful main gun, tailored for better, better tactical mobility and ease of transport and logistics. They are primarily employed in the screening, reconnaissance, skirmishing, artillery observation, and supplementing landing operations in a fire support role of expeditionary forces where larger, heavier tanks are unavailable or have difficulties operating safely or efficiently. Down there you got the uh, 7TP, the old Chaffee, and the uh, 38T. What's what gun does the uh, Chaffee have? I keep forgetting 75. what it is. Seventy-six, it's a 75, ball, I think. Seventy-six.
2: Short? The same one in the uh, M M four, like the M three seventy-five.
4: I think so. Makes... Yeah. Chaffee is
5: such a cute tank, though.
2: It really is. It's pretty heavily armed for a light tank of that era. Yeah.
3: Yeah. The uh, the seven TP though, that one's just looking weird. It's an interesting
1: um, suspension system, it's called. It's a weird suspension system, yeah. The, uh, the Polish actually really enjoyed that suspension system. It worked well for them for the little bit of time they used it. <laughs> for the, what, five seconds?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we just got cancelled by the entire country of Poland. Uh, after what I did when I was travelling Poland, yeah, I'm not going back. <laughs> oh, heavens. The triggering Article 5 on uh, New Zealand. oh god so I was going to ask a question I've totally forgotten about it someone else asked something while I remember it that's fine here's a question
2: for y'all did they ever put a like a late war paint scheme on a 38T
1: did they ever do it or are you saying we should do it like was it ever something that happened I don't think so no dang, I doubt it they stopped using them in 41, I think. They really stopped using them in really? 40. Yeah, dude. Uh, Dang. Yeah, it, it saw a lot of action in, in the Ukraine. But besides that, I can't think of anywhere else. that really saw a lot of combat.
5: Wait, so are you saying we might see a 38T trying to take on a, a
1: T-72 it probably win. It probably win. Yeah. God.
3: So, Greg, when was the last? What was the last official light tank? Like, oh, I know because I, I know light tanks are kinda coming back in a sense.
4: They're I like know miles. the
3: Chinese have got a new new tank that is classified as a light tank, and I think even you Americans were um, looking into one. We were for a while, yeah. Uh, that one had a weird name to it. It was like the high,
1: well, like yeah, Heiss or something weird. like that. Yeah, the whole thing was weird looking. Does it the look Sheridan
0: weird? count as a light tank? Because I would say it would be the Sheridan.
1: I think
3: the Sheridan counts. Yeah. Yeah, the Sheridan is a light tank because that's it's an air mobile um, yeah. support tank. So yeah, it's a light tank. Yeah. So there you, there you go. go.
2: Other than yeah. what the Chinese are fielding now. That's the uh, ZTZ19 uh, or something. It's some weird designation.
3: I'm going to
1: search It's that from out. Wish. But I say, I'm not too sure what the Chinese have got up their sleeve right now. But, um, yeah, like Don said, the uh, Chaffin is definitely... I would say probably the last official light tank, since it was air mobile. Uh, Have you all seen that thing actually fire in combat? It skips like four feet off the ground. (laughs) Yeah, it does. (laughs) That that the Sheridan?
0: That was the same. That
3: was the same problem the um, Scorpion had. Oh, really? I've seen one of those fire. Jesus Christ! How do you hold on on that thing? (laughs) (laughs) Like you see it, and the whole front goes up about four four foot and everyone who's sitting on the tank, like, I'd rather be the loader in that one, because then the loader literally just steps off the (laughs) tank when they fire, and then (laughs) everyone else just gets thrown around. (laughs) Well, he steps off the tank and then dies. Yeah. Well, everyone else would, because that thing has literally no armor. I was watching a Chieftain Mm -hmm. video Uh on the... On the... What was it? Yeah, the scorpion. And, you know, it's got like a... Gun mantlet, sort of shield, gun shield, and he was literally—he was saying it's like it's literally a few millimeters thick. Like it would stop bugs if you're driving at high speed. Otherwise, nothing. It will stop nothing. Like maybe a arm, like, um, maybe a rock that gets flicked up. Even then, it'll probably crack the the uh, glass. But otherwise, <laughs> yeah, small arms will go through it. Like you yeah, it's definitely an ambush, and then get the fuck out of there, sort of tank.
5: <laughs> I would love to build one in one thirty fifth scale, though. What a scorpion! Yeah, I think they make one. I think Revell just... made a one fortieth scale one, but to I scale think eh,
4: it's Revell though. Would you okay. ever buy it? No, no.
2: I don't know what because he's some sort of Revell fanboy now.
4: No,
5: I like new Revell German armor because I believe it's a German company. It can make German stuff fairly well. Hobby Canada
2: though that's the worst take
3: I have ever heard. <laughs> you would say, that's, uh... <laughs> so are you are you just saying the entire company of Ravel are just a whole bunch of weirboos? Yes. Yes, they're German. What do you expect? Yeah, it makes sense.
2: Ezra, that's like me saying that the best Avro Arrow model kit was produced by Hobbycraft Canada because they were Canadian. But <laughs> in reality it's the best arrow kit because it was the only arrow kit that was ever made. Yeah, that's the only one that's who you've got. But that's I guess irrelevant.
5: That's fair. Ezra oh. being a silly goose today. No, hobby fan made a 135th scale scorpion
0: in resin. <laughs> Do you feel like spending 200 euros
1: on it, though? No. I'd rather build the shit. <laughs> Alrighty <we're gonna> then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it comes down to it, right, then yeah, go ahead and get the Ravel kit. But if there's a better option out there, especially better bang for your buck, I'd go for that.
5: Yeah, Might as well just 3- 3D print it.
1: Uh, All right, Callum, do you remember the uh, question you had earlier or no? No, that's completely gone. Alright, we'll move on then. So just so everyone's aware, once we get through all these little definitions I put up here of all the tanks, we'll we'll go into the discussion portion just so you all know we're not just flying through these. There is a quiz. I've seen it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the medium tank. Uh, Medium tank is a classification of tanks, particularly relevant to World War II, which presented a comprise between the mobility oriented light tanks and the armor and armament oriented heavy tanks. A medium tanks classification is not actually based on weight, but off of tactical usage and intended purpose. The most widely produced, cost efficient and successful tanks of World War II, you know, the German Panzer, the uh, the Soviet T-34, and the American Sherman We're all medium tank designs, many of the medium tank lines became what are called main battle tanks in most countries. Do you know what the first official medium tank was? Ever? I do not. Let me go find that out for you. I believe it was the Whippet.
3: The British uh, Whippet was, I think, is officially the first medium tank.
5: Interesting.
1: Uh, let's see the M2 medium tank. Uh, that's the first American medium tank. I about to say, in. yeah, that thing is weird. It's horrendous. What the M2? Yeah. Yes.
5: That's the <laughs> one with like the eight uh uh M nineteen nineteens, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, Yo I dog, that. I heard you like M1919A4s. So I put M1919A4s on your M1919A4s. <laughs> Bro, that's
1: imagine Bro. carrying the ammo for that thing. Like how many fucking boxes do you need? Many. Many, many, yes. And
0: Especially yes. if you I'm giving Callum the win on medium tank.
3: Yeah, the whip, right. right? Yeah. I think the the whippet was is known as the first medium tank.
4: Because the Even actual hard.
3: definition, or the um,
0: War Department name is Medium Tank, Mark A. Yes! <laughs> I
3: actually yeah, got a look at that. Wrong. <laughs>
2: yeah. Don't, that... Worry, no, don't worry, you're going to say a lot of wrong things before the end of this podcast.
1: <laughs> oh! <laughs> foreshadowing.
4: hmm <laughs>
1: <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's all for uh, medium tanks. All right, on to everyone's favorites. Uh, thick boys, heavy tanks.
3: If Jack was here, he'd have something to say about that, but yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's a light wolf. <laughs> all right, let's let's. Uh, let's see. Sorry about that car that just drove by. You should be.
2: You should be. You should
1: be. Yeah, <laughs> go, go grab him, bring him back, and make him apologize for the interruption. Yeah, go throttle him. You're going to what? I think it's better you don't know.
5: Are you in it's your closet or have you come out yet? I haven't been in my closet for at least three or four episodes.
1: Well, we're proud of you, man. Good on Thank you, me. Honestly, look, look at you. you. Keeping you clean. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. A heavy tank is a term used to define a class of tanks produced from World War One through the end of the Cold War. These tanks generally sacrifice mobility and maneuverability for a better armor protection and equal or greater firepower than tanks of lighter classes. Typically, you would see these tanks preferred to counter enemy armor units versus something like the Stuart, which was served best as an infantry support vehicle rather than a tank fighter. Uh, Down below, you got the the beautiful Pershing, the overrated Tiger, and the surprisingly not well-known KV-2. Or KV-1. I was going to say, that's KV-1. That.
2: Greg, is it just me, or do you have a thing for the Pershing?
1: I have a thing for the Pershing. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, been a recent development, but yes, I do have a thing for the Pershing.
2: It's not a phase, guys. The Pershing was the best of
1: everything.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> just look at it. It's so cute. So, Greg, there's a, a-, a question
3: for you. Why was America so sort of late with their heavy tank designs? Why, why do you think they were, um, you know, weren't prevalent? You know, the uh, Americans prefer- like the mediums and lights. Why do you think they didn't have a heavy until very late?
1: Uh, I'll be honest with you. I think they tried to make the Easy Eight our heavy tank. They they really tried to keep it the they tried to keep in the same Sherman design. That way, it'd be easier to produce. Because, in all honesty, if you produce as much in armor aspects as you can, you're, you're more than likely going to win win a battle. Um, that was kind of the idea from back then. Uh, what was it the Germans said? They said some something about like one Panther versus could take on five Shermans, but Wherever. if there were six, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I took that from the last episode. So yeah,
3: you know. I think um. One of the other reasons was, um, you know, for America to join in the war, they've got either the Pacific or the Atlantic Ocean to cross. Um, Right. So you'll notice, like, if you look at, say, a Soviet and a German tank versus an American tank, there's, um, on the other two, the Soviet and the German, you don't see any sort of, um, like, attachment points, like um, lifting hooks or eyes or anything like that. Right. Whereas all the Americans, you know, you look at, you can even see in the piercing, perish, the it's um, it's got lifting eyes on it, and I think what the, I was watching a documentary. One of the reasons they didn't have a lot of heavy tank design was the fact that they've got to move them over the overseas, and heavy tanks just be, they were just a bit too cumbersome and, you know, for uh, for moving. Whereas a uh, Sherman, is there, uh, for transport, it's actually fairly light. Um, I think that that was one of the things I uh, I found was that you oh, know, that, trying, that trying to move multi, uh, like a lot of heavy tanks versus a lot of medium and light tanks, the uh, they could fit more Shermans and Stuarts and stuff onto transports and then just ship them over on mass. You know the sort of
1: logistics things that uh, yeah, having masses of heavy tanks just didn't really help with. No, that that makes a lot of sense, and I, I think personally that's why they try to make the Easy Eight our one and only heavy tank, and obviously that didn't work. It was I mean, the same Easy philosophy
0: Eight. that hemstrung the Brits, right? Mm. They wanted to have everything fit on British railway gauges, so yeah. if it wouldn't fit on a flat car, they didn't want to build it.
3: That is true. Yeah, because that, that, that's one thing. If you're on a, if you're an island nation and you want to invade, you've got to ship everything over, which means you got. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's just a lot of logistics that just doesn't work. Work sometimes.
4: Well, uh,
3: the British also had a different philosophy. Their heavy tanks were, you know, infantry tanks, and their light tanks were cruisers. They had light and medium tanks were their cruiser class, and then the heavy tanks were infantry class, infantry tank class. So they they had an
1: entirely weird system in general. Well, if you think about it. Any tank can become a heavy tank the more troops you add onto it. <laughs> Active <laughs>
2: protection system
1: right there. There you are. <laughs> so that's why the
3: Soviets put so many soldiers on a T-34. To absorb it's- a shell. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> are infantry considered soft
0: kill or hard kill?
1: <laughs> <laughs> depends Squ- on how they're hit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think they're considered squishy kill. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, they are Crunchies. Yeah, they called you oh, infantry crunchies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, i will ask you guys this. What's y'all's favorite heavy tank? KV-1. Like, straight up KV-1. That,
3: the KV-1 is, by historical standards, underrated as hell, considering how much the impact they had at the early start stages of the war, like Operation Barbarossa and stuff like that. Um. Because a lot of the German tanks, the Panzer, the early Panzer fours and threes, and twos just couldn't go through the front of one. There's um, there was a report of one KV one that stopped an entire column of German armor, and this thing took something like hundred and thirty nine hits without getting penetrated at all, and it took out most of this column before it finally one one shell
1: finally got through a weak point. I was about to say, didn't they, uh, the Germans have to maneuver a, a fucking 88 on its ass, and it took like two or three rounds to actually take out the tank? Yeah, yeah, like the the KV-1 could actually just stand up to a lot of
3: punishment. I would have hated to be inside getting hit 139 times, but... Oh, dude, honestly.
1: Yeah. But Imagine like, yeah. being that gunner, having to focus in that periscope, and you're just getting pinged <gasps> every like five seconds.
5: Yeah, yeah, but what about that Tiger that got shot like 200 times? Okay,
1: but what tanks were shooting at it?
5: I think it was mostly AT guns, so there could have been some t thirty four seventy sixes.
1: Well, as we all know, like, yeah, Tiger is aesthetic for those wearaboos, and they have some cool camo skins, but that ho is a little overrated in my book.
2: <laughs> what about everyone else? I am going to see something awful here. Uh-oh. I vote Tiger only because I like the paint scheme and I like making zimmerit Zinib- Zinib- and weathering it. Okay, I'm not a hate boot. I hate the... <coughs> wear <Were-boo. clears> boot, <throat> but I like dirty gelb And you know what? No American can, can disagree with me because y'all y'all's tanks are tan and that is basically the same thing as dunkelgelb.
1: Look, we don't appreciate the 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 karktan. All right, I promise you, we all hate that shit.
4: I appreciate
1: <laughs> it. Okay. Ezra's the exception, but you're you're basically Canadian, so that no makes sense. Not. I don't want to claim that. <laughs> John, what do you think? Is he one of us? I don't know. Does he have a passport? Not
5: anymore. Oh well, well, then there you go. Yeah, you are. Eh, well, God damn it. <laughs> My passport picture literally looks like I've been mugged, and I have a black eye. It's That's what everyone's
1: passport right. picture looks like. I
5: swear to God, it's the most horrible thing you have ever seen.
1: I look like a terrorist. <laughs> You look like one, or you are one. No, no,
3: no, no. For legal reasons, I am. Not. <laughs> uh, I I had that issue when I got my British passport because I got the photos taken midsummer where I'm at my most tan because working out, working outside, uh-oh. and then the uh-oh, photo uh-oh, the photos kind of naturally darken for for passports. So oh, I God. got I got it sent, and I got it got sent to my work, and I got it, and everyone's having a look at it because you know a new passport, and everyone's going. You kind of look a little bit Syrian in here. I grabbed it and just went, oh boy, random checks ahoy much? Yeah. <laughs> Better go to the airport early. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, funnily enough, I've been randomly searched five times in a row. <laughs> I wonder why that is. They randomly
2: searched me quite aggressively.
3: <laughs> I don't think the, be uh, be the beard helps as well.
1: Oh, heavens no.
0: No, no, clean-shaven for all international travel.
1: <laughs> Holy that moustache.
3: Oh, God. That was a weird sidetrack to go on. It, it was. Does anyone else Both have a favorite heavy? Podcast. Uh, I'm going <laughs>
0: to go, go real obscure on this one. The ARL-44. Yeah. Oh. Yes, that thing That's, is thick. Just, just because it is the most French-looking thing that you could ever
3: see. It's so ugly. Oh my God! What the fuck? It's like a B one and a tiger got into yeah. I see that. Well, like what a, the like hell? A King tiger, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. A...
4: For when me, was
0: when was this about? Uh, it wasn't. It, it, it <laughs> saw about what eight eight days of actual uh, service. service? Yeah, okay, okay, I was about to say they only built sixty of them. They were complete lemons. <laughs> Is there a kit of this?
2: Yes. I will build one. That's very nice, or so I've heard. Very well. That's the the fancy 3D printed one, right? uh no, that it's it's a proper plastic kit. Yeah, the 3D printed oh, one is the,
5: the AMX 50. Oh,
0: Steel right. One, yes, yes. Which is also which is a cool like looking tank. Ten billion. That is true. Oh yeah, here we go. Amusing I Music hobby. Cool. We'll look, Dennis. There's even a girls' and Panzer version. Oh no. God
2: no! <laughs> Gimme! Don't give Ezra any ideas for it. new
3: slides. Are unexpected. I think we just heard Ezra like wit himself or something.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
5: okay, oh, Fuck you! my favorite heavy tank is? God damn it! It comes mit Bocage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, so that's right. On. The M103.
1: The M103, huh? Oh, that's a good. Yes. one. I've seen one, seen one right. of those in
2: real shouldn't life. You know about that
4: one?
1: What's up? Shouldn't, shouldn't you know about
2: the M one hundred and three?
1: You know what? No, because it's a, it's it's a wannabe patent, but a it's wannabe. A
5: patent.
1: No, that. Okay, yeah, actually, it's god i don't know too much about the tank i just know I've, i saw it one day and i was like wow that that looks like a wannabe patent and um, yeah that's all i've got to say about that to wannabe to be patent
4: i mean
5: it does pretty much just have a bigger like it looks like a fat m60
1: turret it's it's kind of comparable to like if the patent was like a, a regular M4 Sherman, and then the 103 was supposed to be what the the ECA was wanting to be, yeah, that's fair.
4: Yeah,
1: or it could be like, uh, yeah, the patent is the uh,
3: Sherman, and then the uh, 103 is like the M6 heavy. Mm. Yeah, it's sort of similar, like Sherman-ish, but not quite. Right. Okay. I've actually seen the uh, an M one oh three in uh, at Bovington uh, during Tank Fest. It was pretty
1: it's a pretty cool tank to see in real life though. It's was pretty Was cool. it operable, or was it stand standstill?
3: Uh it drove around I think. I think I, I
5: think it drove yeah. I'm pretty I'm sure yours is a runner.
4: Yeah, that's it, definitely a runner.
5: Would you say it was bigger than you thought?
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you sound like my girlfriend. I don't know how you answer? <laughs> you sound like my girlfriend.
3: <laughs> Actually, yeah, I've got footage of this thing running when I was at Tankfest. I should really see send... sure am you do. <laughs> I'll send it to uh, the Discord. Yeah, I sent to the podcast planning a uh,
5: comparison between M60 and uh, M103. And it is comparably bigger.
1: Wow. Let me go check that real quick. It has an added rogue wheel, I think. Yeah, it does. Holy shit.
2: The guy she told you not to worry about.
1: (laughs) Yeah, honestly. Oh my (laughs) god, look at that thing. The turret is almost as big as the fucking patent itself.
2: Greg's getting pretty excited here.
1: Yeah. Look look at that. Should have told him about it. Holy shit. Bro, you could like... Have like a four bedroom house in that turret,
3: dude. <laughs> it looks like they just put like a uh, an air nozzle into the uh, pattern and then just turned like a compressor <laughs> on and just like blew it up. <laughs> <laughs> it just inflated it. It's like, yep, one M one hundred and three now.
1: <laughs> dude, that's oh, insane. what's
5: the uh, what's that really cringy thing you see a lot? It's the like inflates you bigger round or whatever in. Dennis probably knows what I'm talking about. What kind of websites no, you I, do
2: I have no idea what you're talking about, and they want no part of that. Yeah, that's you're on some <laughs> weird websites to get ads
0: like
5: that, say, bro. Not ads, people telling them to me.
2: <laughs>
5: Ezra, are you, you sure, sure <laughs> about
0: that? Ezra, <laughs> does your comparison mention the fact that it has the same power pack as the M60? No.
5: No, I literally <laughs> just saw the picture and sent
0: it. No research. <laughs>
1: At a top speed of, like, two... Hey. Don't discredit it, okay? You could fit like seven people in that turret comfortably. Which is good because you're not going anywhere. Damn straight. Yeah,
4: exactly. You're
1: basically you know that would probably work as the uh, as an artillery build right there. Just weld the turret in place. Oh. Just dig it into the ground like the Germans say
4: with
5: Panthers.
1: Here we go again with the German stuff. Oh so <laughs> Kidding. They made a good armor. Alright, so what's next? Hey, hold on, Greg. Send it guess the top speed of the M one hundred three. The top speed flat road, fucking full gear, everything, probably like twelve miles an hour. Twenty
0: three.
1: You're kidding. Guess the top speed of a Tiger one. Oh yeah, it's like twenty-four, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Twenty-eight.
4: Jesus.
1: You know what? You know what? Fuck your tiger. They can you know what? Yeah, when it's sitting on the side of the road with problems, (laughs) I'll be I'll be chugging along by ya waving with my seven friends.
3: (laughs) i just wait for the transmission to go i mean it's actually more impressive the m103 can get up to that speed considering just having a quick look the uh armor the frontal armor is about 127 millimeters at 60 degrees quite a bit yeah you got a you got a a 65 ton tank yeah you got a 120 (laughs) millimeter on there so i guess you could forgive that that's a big bitch oh my god it's because they basically put a
0: four uh, a four cylinder um, Civic engine into, you know. A oh, Mack truck. What kind
5: of what kind of car? What kind of car is a uh, M103?
2: Well, I heard the, the term Civic, so I'm going to guess it's a 1994 Honda Civic Hatch with a VTEC and Doge. No, you're you're going the wrong yeah, way here. No. This is
0: this is a big, gutless, underpowered
2: land yacht. Yes, as I said, a big, gutless, underpowered. <laughs> underpowered <laughs> yacht. It's got Not a crew. Uh, Don, what would you think this is? I don't. I don't know. I don't do cars. I'd
1: say it's some kind of wannabe dually. Yeah. Yeah. Hefty. Boy. Greg, what was
2: that truck that you saw that picture of? Uh, which one? remember the one that you were showing me there was a picture of the truck
1: oh fuck what was it um i'll be honest like an early 2000s late 90s fucking super jacked ridiculously loud like four miles to the gallon waste of money yeah that sounds about right yeah (laughs) silverado oh yeah silverado there we go Fuck it. <laughs> so the uh, M103 is a
2: 1999 uh, Chevy Silverado. <laughs> <laughs> lifted, though. Wheels. Lifted.
1: Yeah, lifted with chrome wheels. Oh, God. Tinted windows and all. Yes, yeah, I, so I have a purpose for this truck.
3: I've got to say, the M103, the uh, just reading about it, had two loaders, because it had a uh, two-part two ammunition. But with two loaders, it still could put it out about five rounds a minute. The two-piece huh. ammo. That's not bad. Plus, uh, electro-hydraulic turret Travis can do eighteen degrees per second. Jesus! Wow, that's not bad. That,
1: that See, you were shit a... talking in a minute ago. Yeah, guys, fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, the last classification we have is the tank destroyer so a tank destroyer highly mobile lightly armored type tank vehicle that was used to fight tanks in world war ii tank destroyers tended to have relatively thin side and rear armor and the gun was mounted in an open turret or a casemate that only that had only a limited traverse and i've got a riddle for you guys so riddle me this batman i am what I'm not and I'm not what I am. What am I? What? What? Think think about it. Just think about it.
3: I am, I am what I'm not and I'm not what I am. Yes.
1: Okay, I was promised a hint. Yeah. Well, if you if you take a gander at them then their eyes, You take a gander at the angle where it's looking down at. We had a conversation the other day. Remember that conversation? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) what happens? All right, it's a tank because people get tank destroyers mixed up with them being actual tanks. Unless you watch
3: like mainstream media, in which case a Humvee is a tank. Or yes,
1: yes. Yeah, something like that. You would that. be surprised with how many people actually, in, like in the military, actually think certain vehicles are tanks. Not just your your social media or your your local media being silly geese, but folks who should know classifications of vehicles, at least what they are, do not.
2: Well, thankfully for everyone, I'm bringing tank destroyers back in a big way.
3: Oh, detail
2: nah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna refuse to elaborate (laughs) (laughs) hey hey hey, remember
4: earlier
1: when we said you were not a terrorist Mm -hmm.
4: (laughs) it's it's, it's all
1: coming in it's all coming in circle Uh,
2: it's my master master plan to bring back tank destroyers
5: (laughs) (laughs) Uh -uh -uh -uh. foreshadowing boys Alright. I wanna say something, but I think it might be even a little too bad to say on a, on this already offensive podcast.
1: And Fucking you, want, send you it.
5: wonder why ammo doesn't want to give you a sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say he's gonna fly an airplane into every tank he can find. No, you can't say that. Oh.
0: God <laughs> <laughs> damn it.
5: Just bleep it out. Just bleep I, being it being out. Great, it but now
0: none
2: CIA, of us can FBI, go flying. FBI, <laughs> RCMP, CSIS, and uh, Interpol. I've never felt more secure in my life.
3: Uh, <laughs> oh, I can't believe it's
1: that terrible it, I feel horrible.
3: A I feel man- horrible. Travel mandates in New Zealand are just dropping next week. I'll just be able to go and fly, and now I won't be able to. Thanks. Go. Oops. We <laughs> I'm I'm have to i terrorist.
2: I am not a terrorist.
5: (laughs) You're a femboy, cat-eared
1: terrorist. Thank you. No. no. Got him. There you go. Damn it. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Before we move on, can anyone tell me uh, which Stug that is on the bottom right?
5: Oh, yes. That is a Stug 3.
1: Okay, let me elaborate. What country? Finish. There you go. That's
4: yeah. great.
2: Why are
1: you, a scale <laughs> modeler, so knowledgeable
2: about German AFVs? <laughs> what German AFVs? Like building Stugs.
3: Them?
4: Stugs. See, I just, just like Stug 3s. I
3: just like last week when we were talking about the Wearaboos. And Ezra was just flat out denying, I'm not a wearabo, I'm not a Then when asked what's in the stash, he goes, oh, I've got about five pans of fours,
1: seven pans of threes, I've <laughs> oh <my> got <laughs> a couple tigers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to I'm over here trying to make him feel better, like you're not a wearabo unless you, you know, think the third Reich should've won or whatever, and then he's like, Well, I've got I've got all these tanks and oh the, the stug three <laughs> but you see unlike, you most, you.
5: unlike most weird reviews
1: i don't believe there should be a fourth reich thank god oh thank you god. you would die on that hill uh, we need to bring someone on who thinks that just so we can all crucify him yes. and have an actual controversial topic besides the one tonight thank god finally the first actual controversial topic <laughs> I can't We'll get to that. that later. I've been doing a lot of research for that one.
3: Um, uh-huh. So what are the other two that we have on the screen?
1: Greg? Uh, shit. Uh, so I think this is the M18? No, it's the, left <laughs> left there? the uh, M10. M10. Thank you. Sorry, I'm not not too knowledgeable about tank destroyers. What's the one uh, in the middle? Uh, some Russian thick boy. I don't know the name of it. It's an SU eighty-five. Mm. Thank you.
3: SU eighty-five. Okay. Yeah. And all all of these are based off medium tanks. You got the M ten, M ten, which has got the chassis of a Sherman. You got the SU eighty-five, which is taken off a T thirty-four, and then you got the Stug three, which is off a Panzer three. Um, I think the Stug three was like the most widely produced out of all of them, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Pretty sure. Mm. Also the coolest
5: looking. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I would take a stug 3 over an archer any day. What did you I just say? I will take
3: anything? an archer over a stug 3 any day.
2: You had better take an archer over a stug 3, my god.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> sorry, so I'm what if you have right? cover from the rain in the stug? Like, you can just throw a tarp over the archer. You'll be fine.
5: Yeah, but you also have, like, mounds of concrete protecting you on some of them. You've also, got uh, Fury-style you logs. 17-pounder.
3: And you have no situational awareness. And also, if you get hit, you know, I mean, an Archer, you just jump straight up and you're out, you know? That's true. And also, you've got, like, in an Archer, you've got a giant engine block in the way. You know? Yeah, but you got a driver
5: in your way on the stug.
3: Oh, sorry, the uh, squishy protection. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> Taking after the Russians, I see.
3: <laughs> okay, so who here has any knowledge of, uh, um, like, why a turreted, like, the difference between a turreted and a casemate? Like, what's the uh, doctrine idea behind them? Anyone got any thoughts?
2: Case Profile. used for uh, ambushes and, you know, long-range engagements. Turreted is basically the, the, the gun. It's basically just a you take the you know the tank destroyer, drive it to a position, slap it down there. The turret does the rest of the work as if it were you know you're towing a towed gun, but now it's you know self-propelled. Hmm. Casement guns also allow you to have ridiculous
0: calibers without having to cram it into a turret. That's you don't into the problems you had with the Firefly, where you have to now cut. You know giant holes in the back of your turret to accommodate breech length and start turning things sideways. And Right? You can just yeah.
3: pick, it could be, pick uh, the biggest thing you can find and build a box around it. Yeah. well, You could be Russian and say, we have a 152. Well, the KV didn't work. ISU 52, that 152, yes. though.
1: Yeah, look at that thing.
3: Because I know the Americans didn't really like um, casemate, they went for the turreted. You know, you got the uh, you got the M10 here. You've got the um, the M10, the M18, the M36. Um, one like they They definitely had a different doctrine to uh, tank destroyers. Then i was about to else. say
1: the the Germans. I mean, I guess you could counter this with the Russians, but the Germans. It kind of makes sense for them to have the casemate. Kind of like Dennis pointed out, like it's it's more of a sit and engage, more of a defending than uh, a defending vehicle, rather than like the open top turret, which would be more of like a maneuverable, you know, on the on the go engaging. Um, yeah. So in my in my eyes, it makes sense that the Allies had the open tops versus the casemates just because of their doctrine was different.
3: Yeah, like the, uh, the M eighteen was one of the most effective because it had like no armor at all, but it would literally just fight, it would just fire, and then get the hell out of there as quickly as possible. Um, another, uh, I think, another reason the Germans made so many like Stug threes is they were just a lot cheaper. They're a lot cheaper and a lot easier to make over a turretted tank.
5: Right. Yeah, I am thinking. I can't really, I can't think of any American tank destroyer. The case mate. There are none.
3: Yeah, but yeah, unless the, you the T ninety five, but oh, true. No. Mm.
5: Oh, and the uh, the T one ten e three. Oh yeah, oh oh, the Yag Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, the M twenty Lafayette.
0: Okay. How the, about how, how vehicles that saw service? Uh, yeah, yeah no, let's I'm, go I'm, with that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think I think the Americans only had the M10 to the M36 and the M18. Correct. Um, the M36 is actually fairly interesting because um, what an M36. Anyone know what an M36 Jackson is? Yeah, it's basically an
2: M10 with a 90 millimeter gun, sort of.
3: Yeah, yeah, basically, and some um, overhead cover. That's the B2 the uh, the M36 standard had no t- had no roof then you've got um, so then you got the M36B2 which they put a roof on because people getting sniped all the time and shrapnel and all of that then there's a very there's a rear variant the M36B1 which I've They're got a model they, of they added
2: that to a Sherman chassis right
3: yeah yeah so there, there was a um, basically it was just a trial to see if uh, how well it would fit then um, try and basically, because the M it was the M four A three chassis they were trying to they um they put it on, and the idea was that the uh, the M four has got a bit more armor than the uh, M ten chassis, so it was trying to just it was basically trying to make an up armored version of an M thirty six. But oh. it seems like it was a, it was a quite a rare uh, variant. They mainly stuck with the uh, M ten hulled M thirty sixes. Uh, makes and sense. Then there was also plans for the Hellcat, the M eighteen Hellcat, to turn it into a what they call a Super Hellcat, and that was basically getting the hell the chassis of an M eighteen and putting the turret of an M thirty six onto it with a ninety mil, and then it turns it into a Super Hellcat. But that never went anywhere. The it was deemed that the seventy six millimeter that the M eighteen had was fairly sufficient at that time. Bob and Tops. But yeah.
0: Who wants to guess when the last operationally used Jackson uh, was? What conflict? Uh, Yugo, no, no
5: cheating. Yugo,
4: uh, yeah, Yugoslavia. Yugo
5: yeah. <laughs> How wacky <laughs> is that? Nineteen ninety-six four. Uh
0: yeah, I mean thereabouts. Hmm. I don't know when the actual last shot was, but it was during the uh,
3: during know, the breakup. I think I've seen one. It didn't didn't they put like rubber mats on the on yeah. the armor or something? Yeah,
1: from, yeah. from conveyor belts.
4: Yeah, that's that weird. would
1: be interesting to make. It's
3: still funny how many like Second World War tanks are still in use. Um, like, what know, country
1: uses Stuarts? Uh, Brazil
3: I does. Chilly. I think Peru still uses them as well. That's baffling. Um, like in the you saw in the Middle East you still saw the occasional like Panzer IV, T 34 85 um, SU eighty fives and stuff like that. You still saw them um, floating around. Yeah, they were kicking until you know, at least through the sixties.
1: Mm. But even even fairly modern conflicts.
3: Um, yeah, they had a eighty five
1: in Syria that they had a they yeah. made into basically an artillery gun. They had a pull cord run through the turret just in case the uh, the inside combusted from all the... Uh, all the, the rust. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the thing is kind of funny to see they got to sit behind a berm and this dude runs on the inside. Then he jumps out, grabs a cord, runs away, and then he pulls it and all the, you know, it's like an artillery gun. The well, gun and I mean, not,
0: not to mention the couple of gate guardians that they managed to crank over in, uh, in the Ukraine.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, also I know it was a, there was a South, Southeast Asian country. I think they still had the t thirty four eighty five in operational use, but, uh, Russia had this, um, they oh, had this these, thing where they'll, they'll buying them. They'll, they, they, they trade them out for the victory day parade. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they traded, they traded Laos, the thirty four eighty fives for uh, I think T62s, 64s or Jesus. T55s just because they wanted the uh, 85s back for like a sort of heritage restoration and um, yeah, something like that. But the, uh, so they also still using the T34-85. I'm just having a quick
1: look now. I think Vietnam has uh, the rest of their 85s have been sent onto certain islands around the coast and are basically stationary artillery, if I remember correctly. Mm. I think Uh, it's Vietnam.
5: I think this might be our best episode just because of how many times we've gotten (laughs) (laughs)
3: off-topic. Who needs a (laughs) script? I'm just having a quick look because I know there's still a whole... Bunch of World War II stuff being used. Just give us a sec, you guys keep talking. Come on, this I found something once just because I was at work and I was just interested and bored.
1: Oh, so we're on our phones at work now.
3: I'm always on my phone. <laughs>
5: See, Don, isn't this way less uh, painful than you thought it would be?
0: No, it's substantially more. (laughs) The the lack of script is tearing me
5: up inside.
0: That's what makes it so good, though. It's all natural. Enjoy the pain. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out if there are any Cascavels still in service. Which is just a gussied-up
1: Greyhound.
5: Oh, I think they are, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, Africa has some Greyhounds. Can't find a... Oh, yeah, current current
0: operators. Here we go. Oh, God, there's a shit ton of them.
1: (laughs) Good Vix. Oh. All right, so while uh, you guys search that up, we're going to continue on to controversial tank classifications. Oh. Yes. Uh, so basically, tanks such as the Panther, Sherman EZ-8, thirty four eighty five have been argued to be either medium or heavy tanks, and what really makes a medium or heavy tank, we're going to go ahead and generalize the two classifications medium they're fairly maneuverable may or may not get a speeding ticket decent caliber slash gun good armor hefty but not too hefty and you got your heavy tanks they are less maneuverable definitely will not get a speeding ticket thick armor typically has a higher caliber velocity gun pretty hefty and i was kind of thinking about it and the best way to place this argument or these tanks is tanks that sort of fit in both categories and make sweaty dudes argue is, uh, is a good way to put them.
2: Right. <laughs> well, actually...
1: <laughs> so, uh, in Pardon. your guys' eyes, where does the uh, the Panther fall under? We'll start with that. Where does the Panther fall under?
2: Medium.
0: Medium yeah, that's a heavy would. tank. Sorry,
1: Dennis, you gave the wrong answer. Try that again.
2: Uh, Don, I'm sorry, you're the one being held hostage. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Let
2: me get something straight. Uh, You were not alone in your modeling room. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, it's a heavy heavy tank because it's got really heavy armor, it's got a really heavy gun, and it just doesn't have mobility because it broke down half the time.
3: Um... Fair
4: argument.
5: Uh, I know, but I
1: don't know. I feel like you'd have to group it into the same
5: category as a tiger.
1: I think at the beginning of the war, when it first came out, it could have been classified as a heavy. But once a war, you know, strung out, it definitely fell into that medium section. Exactly.
2: I will say this. It does have better armor protection than the the, uh, tiger one. And the Tiger 1 is a heavy. So, I mean, make of that what you will. That's
1: a good point. What about the uh, Sherman EZ-8?
3: Medium. 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 <laughs> that one's yeah, definitely I'll, a medium.
1: Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll agree with that 100%. I was talking to someone. It was a guy at the, uh, the hobby store down in San Diego when I, when I got that uh, Rice's Red Devils EZ-8 for that Korean War dial. And I was talking to the dude, and he's like, "Yeah, the such a heavy tank, and all this stuff." And I didn't really say much, but I was kind of thinking, I don't see how the Easy Eight could have been classified as a heavy. Hobby maybe store if you, they say the
2: darnedest things.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. We know Dennis. We know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was thinking, like, okay, maybe if you put the the M4A1 Sherman next to like. A Korean War Easy Eight. Okay, yeah, it's a heavier version, but I don't think it would ever classify as a heavy tank.
3: Well, mind you, that that's the same vein as, say, the uh, the Jumbo Sherman, um, like that. The, I think officially the Jumbo Sherman is classified as a heavy assault, um, heavy assault tank. That's what they wanted it to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. I mean I'll still put the easy eight as a medium, but this is uh, a Sherman can be made into a heavy. It's just not that one.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Anything can be made into a heavy, depending on how much ERA link you put onto it.
3: <laughs> Depends if your mom's driving it or not.
4: <laughs> I
1: love that. God, it's been years since I've heard a good your mom joke. That was fucking solid.
4: <laughs>
1: oh, hey, that's... we need to give him a fucking special pin in the Discord for that one. Yeah. King of your oh, mom yeah. jokes, dude. Jesus.
4: <laughs> uh,
3: also found out um, country still operating the uh, M3 Stewart is Paraguay.
4: Hey, they, still you have,
3: they still have ten in service.
0: Huh. that's mental.
1: Hey guys, let's drive a tank that, you know, sucked in World War II and, uh, let's use it today. Fuck well, I mean, like, it. who's going to ever invade Paraguay? Honestly, I've never heard of that wow. country, so. <laughs> <laughs> the Micro Machines podcast, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to borrow a King Tiger and, uh, <laughs> go, go slay some, what did you say the country was called? Paraguay. Yeah, well, how are the fuck you pronounce your people, Paraguayans?
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, what we
3: we'll do is we we'll just go over to who is it, Brazil, and grab their um, grab their stewards. You know, the what are they, the uh, the X one A that's got the bloody ninety millimeter on it.
4: Mm.
5: <laughs> oh, so you guys know how in the first episode. Callum bought a kit while we were recording. Yeah. What about it? I just bought a uh, M56 Scorpion. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Ooh, for how much? 20 bucks. Oh, that's all a, right.
3: What scale? 140. Okay. That is a, a 1 to 40. That's a weird scale.
1: It is. Uh, yeah. That's... <laughs> Jesus.
3: What, what
0: What is the date stamp on that kit, Ezra? <laughs> you don't want to know.
4: 1950, <laughs> sir. Yep,
1: 1958. Ooh, ooh. Oh, that was the year my dad was born, dude. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh my god. It's going to be interesting for sure. That thing's old as fuck.
3: Actually, that, that's a good quick question for everyone. What's the oldest uh, model kit you've built? Hmm. God. Yeah, bro, bro. So I is think is I...
1: 105. When was that? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think 63? Hang on. Let me double check.
5: I'm looking mine up right now.
3: Like, recently or ever? Like, ever. ever. Like, what's the oldest kit? Oh, God. I think mine at the moment is my Arado AR-196. That's the Airfix one. It's got a brand new boxing, but the molds are from 1966. Oh Oh yeah, that was fun. That was fun.
5: Mine might be my B-36 Peacemaker. Or, a while back, I did a monogram 148 scale uh, F4 Phantom, which was probably about 72. I might be wrong, though. Uh, 1974.
0: For a a one seventy two Isuzu IJN fuel truck. Oh Lord! It was the first model I ever built. Fair enough. How did it come out? (laughs) Terribly, because I was like eight. Uh, (laughs) I suppose that's fair. I didn't even I didn't even paint it. It was just tester's orange tube glue and fingerprints.
5: Oh Oh, God! That's a step up from Dennis's crayons or whatever the fuck he used.
2: Oh yeah, when I was building a one to forty eight scale Airfix Harrier, and I used straight up uh, Sharpie markers to color in the camouflage because I was- <laughs> last week. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> actually, oh god! I actually have that fuel truck sitting in my stash right now. Really? Like,
1: like a new oh. one. Oh, okay. I to say you had to send us a picture of it, but never mind. No, I haven't built it yet. Yes. Hmm. All right, Dennis, you want switching over? There we go. All right, so I wanted to do a slide to kind of show where vehicles were and kind of what their their predecessors are.
0: Greg, none of those
2: are tanks.
1: Okay, well, I, I, I don't care.
2: Think it. It's like when <laughs> uh, he wanted me to help me make this slide, I was like. He has not once mentioned a tank.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm new to this. Okay, just bear with me. Um, just something to look at, right? So, Dennis, thank you for helping me with this. Uh, you kinda, are not welcome. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, that. Well, I'll just not use the Striker Dragoon you pulled up. Then, how about that? No, nah, i just kidding. You're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got the M.A. Greyhound, right? Beautiful little Speedy Gonzalez over there, uh, mm-hmm. which if I'm not mistaken, was actually credited with killing a, a king tiger in the Ardennes. I think there's a little bit of
3: controversy over that one, though. There's <laughs> there a lot yeah, of yeah. controversy.
1: There's <laughs> probably a like Panzer
5: four
3: Yeah, there, there's a lot of people... like. During the Second World War, there, there was probably more Tigers reported than actually built. Oh, hundred percent. A lot of times, I just feel like, oh yeah,
1: we killed a Tiger, and it's like, no, nah, was Panzer three. Yeah, I was about to say if you if you take Joe Schmo and then you show him the front of like the front of a Tiger tank, and then show him the front of a Panzer, and then you know he doesn't look at it for like two months, and then he goes into combat and sees the front of a Panzer, he's immediately going to think, oh fuck, a Tiger. It's uh, the mo- the worst, you know thing to ever walk the earth especially if you're looking at
3: the front of it in a war zone you're not really going to be sitting there going is that a panzer 4 is that a panzer exactly Pans of, is that a Tiger yeah. One? You oh, fuck, it's firing but, at us
2: you might not but the members of the micro machines podcast will that <laughs> <laughs> like, god damn is that a is that a t-72b or what is that we've all got the binoculars out like peering out with all of the hatches like even the eight drivers got the binos out <laughs> <laughs> what is that it's like i no, hey, just want
3: to be- and go ask him
1: <laughs> yeah
3: we don't oh, need geez. to be looking at
5: the hatches, because we're going to be in an uh, Iltis.
1: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Lord have mercy. What have we done? All right. Well, the uh, Dennis and I came up with the predecessor for the Greyhound being the Striker Dragoon. Uh, a wannabe LAV, but uh, definitely fits the narrative doctrinally. Uh, let's see. For the... L V T A one we came up with the AAV-7. I would have thought the, the uh, predecessor of the AAV-7 would
3: be a submarine. <laughs>
4: uh. It should be. It should be. <laughs> How
3: many of them fucking sink? You're a horrible <laughs> and <instance of> human.
1: <laughs> uh, let's see. For the Russians, we got the uh, little M3A1 armored car, and we went ahead and threw the BTR in there with the extra armor in. And, and then... it's good to see nothing changes. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, how times don't really change. That's a lot of squishy killing there. Oh, dude, facts. You can probably <laughs> take, like, two, two uh, armor-piercing rounds right there before you actually take that thing out with that oh. much uh, flesh you got. But uh, Imagine me the poor side who has to clean it out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that shit, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, uh, for the Willys Jeep, the, uh the Humvee in Jail TV. I'm not so, sure I'd want to be in a Willys Jeep. Looking at that photo, that is quite high up. I would love to be in a Willys Jeep on the testing grounds, just catching some mad air. Fuck yes. I mean, you wouldn't be able to walk afterwards, but yeah. Uh, that's fine. I'll just sit in my Willy jeep. <laughs> Your injuries is in not
2: service-related.
4: <laughs>
1: Have you guys seen the video of the willy's jeeps going through those bumps, like, and they're like vibrating really hard? Yes. That shit so, looks so fun. Well, uh, all right. So now that we got through all the classifications, <laughs> right? kind of bring it into what do you guys think? Do y'all think it was a good idea to move from the armor classifications to one main battle tank? Or do you think it would be a good idea to go back? Go back. I bring want a Yagd Abrams. <laughs> and the Yagd
3: Leopard and uh fucking... Chieftain. Yeah. Yagd yeah, Chieftain. Yagd Chie- Chie- Chieftain and what, is, what else? Uh, an ISU 90. <laughs>
4: Jesus. I can go back.
1: What about the rest of you guys? What do y'all think? Um, I think there is
0: a role for your, you know, light tank reconnaissance type vehicle. I think the Heavy is completely and utterly obsolete, and I think that the Abrams could shave a couple of pounds but yeah. um no i i think it was proven time and again that this multi classification multi platform system just led to a whole bunch
5: of uh half-assed compromises right well, Dom, that was a really good take yeah About what you were saying all like the lightly armored stuff what's your take on like the scimitar and scorpion cuz you could say those are you know, modernish light tanks. Yeah,
0: no, I th- I think there is there is a role to play for for an armored reconnaissance yeah. vehicle, but um, well, you've yeah, got you know, they're not designed for Bradleys for that. Well, but but that's it. So now the, there's your argument is is a Bradley a light tank?
2: No. No. No, Absolutely not. No, it's an extremely heavy tank, if anything. But does it fill I the Bradley role is of a light tank? It's larger than an Abrams. It's taller than an Abrams. It's fatter than an Abrams. It's denser than an Abrams.
5: So it's like a less sophisticated Merkava. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think this is true.
1: That was a really good, Tech Don. What about you, Dennis?
2: Um, see, to my mind, stuff like the Leopard to a six M can that they had in Afghanistan, with like all the additional belly armor and all that, to me, I think that should be a uh, that should be classified as a heavy tank because, uh, you know, it's designed to absorb as much damage as possible. As it pro- proved it could, time and time again, and it could really dish it out. So I think, yeah, I think, you know, in many ways, we should go back to the original classification system, but we, maybe we should ditch medium. We should go to, okay. more, you know, the cruiser and the infantry type.
1: Okay, so basically straight from, like, IFVs to your MBTs and then your heavies.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. it's a really good look on it.
5: Well, actually, we might have, we might have contradicted ourselves earlier, because... Would you classify the Scorpion and Scimitars light tanks? Because we said the M five five one was the last light tank.
0: Well, and even even the Americans That's didn't want to call it a tank. True. Yeah, for a whole host of other reasons, but no, because I the Scorpion was still. I mean, I guess with the seventy six, there is an argument to be made.
5: Yeah, because the... exactly. Uh, Although really, they both
0: saw sort of um, concurrent service. Right? The Scorpion didn't see a ton of service past Desert Storm. Yeah. So probably a toss-up between the two of them over which one was taken out of service last.
3: I guess so. Well,
5: that'd be interesting if we bring um, John on from Kitmaker and have him talk about Scimitars and scorpions.
3: What Didn't about the uh, what about that German thing? The uh the a Weasel. weasel. Ah, yes! Weasel. That <laughs>
4: thing is fucking awesome.
1: <laughs> that right there is a tank destroyer, my friend. Yes. Yes. Imagine that that should be is that in War Thunder yet or no? Yeah. 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 Oh my were, god, are you serious? There's a whole
5: bunch of them in War Thunder. There's the tow version, is that 20 mil
4: version
3: i think oh my god yeah trolling with that thing a, l- a lot of people at the moment are just like sticking on every single bush they can on it and then just st-
1: sitting in the bushes now so, <laughs> no, it's, a, not it's a full meme now that yeah that i don't blame them honestly that's <laughs> how small a thing is yeah jesus what about you ezra uh no comment no comment oh shit what <laughs> no no you don't get to say no comment oh, I don't know whatever you guys said banned oh, god it's fucking go weird. to horny jail
2: he's too busy looking up his weird websites to talk
5: with us <laughs> actually you're saying that I was reading build logs on the m56 and I went to a website called daca 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 as I said
2: there's weird websites <laughs>
5: Oh, God. Crystal, let's you in wa- modeling form, apparently.
1: Really weird, though. They even have a podcast. Alright, well, I'll give my take, and then we can move on to the Hill to Die on. So, I'm, I'm kind of angling towards Dennis. I think it should be. I don't think we should have necessarily light tanks or medium tanks, but definitely. A solid amount of different IFVs and then go straight to your MBTs and then if you want uh, because some situations are necessary uh, make that MBT into a heavy you know belly armor extra ERA whatever the fuck you want to do with it and uh, call it good at that because the whole light tank or reconnaissance vehicle light tank medium heavy And Tank Destroyer, like Callum said earlier, or Don said earlier, uh, was just a whole, made for a whole slew of problems and people compensating and half-assing their work, for say. I mean, granted, they were in war, so they were trying to get shit out as fast as they could, but it's just too much going on at once. So I think uh, an easy three-slot classification would do just fine. Yeah, I think
5: I agree with uh, what Greg says. He's summed up well.
1: <laughs> Shut up, Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, he's in the studio oh, now. Who, uh, who put that the the Instagram thing on the other day? Not me. The what? The on the story.
4: Oh yeah!
5: Dude, congratulations, Greg. You won. Did I really? Yeah.
1: We put,
2: love you, Greg.
1: Uh oh, love y'all too. Who, who who put that on? Was that you Ezra? Yeah.
2: Ezra's trying to divide us with popularity
5: contests.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so oh, it, was, uh, it
5: was my eyes. It was you, Greg, and then Dennis, Fair, Fair Point is very, very much deserved, and then me, and then Callum, and then Jack. What, what was, I, was again? Fair. I don't know.
2: I was bored. Yeah, you know what? You're not allowed to have the podcast account anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna ask start asking weird questions like, "Which one of the uh, hosts has the but nicest feet?" or something like
1: that. Oh, <laughs> oh dude, his uh, Ezra's little Discord note, uh, status has been looking up tank. Uh, yeah, because that was oh, from wow. last week. What? Remember? I said I was what gonna start looking him up and what insert is... the pictures.
2: Oh my god, Ezra, what is your status?
5: it's been that since we recorded episode 7
1: weird as hell nah i gotta change to something new this week oh god i think dennis has the funniest statuses out of all of us in my opinion agreed aww thank you (laughs) dude you your shit's just hilarious i come on to discord and there's always something new and it's always something witty i'm like baby ken medic yes (laughs) you're the can medic for uh for statuses yeah (laughs) you hear that can medic i hear nothing Uh, very well very well all right shall we move on to the hill to die on get this conversation going
2: okay well on uh this podcast we have a segment that we do each week called the hill to die on and in the hell to die one of us comes on with an absolutely horrible take and gets crucified for it. And this week we've got a uh, Callum.
3: Yeah, and this one, yeah, I'm actually genuinely scared on this one. I'm going to have to bloody work on this one. <laughs> he, he needs to be here for his life on this one. Um, who is the picture of that
5: Oriental-looking man? What? Who is That's that? Jesus tap to How head do you maybe, not know who that is? Prick. I know uh-huh. who it is. I just had to stir it up. Okay, That's right. it I, I, I can make up a stop in, in
2: New Mexico on my way to New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Hello. this
3: podcast, we we pray to Mister Tamia. You better respect that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like my hot take isn't like disrespecting Tamia at all. I mean, uh, Tamia is still one of my favorite brands. I'm just saying they should be open to criticism. Um, by you guys. So my.
5: Speaking of Tamiya being bad, have you guys seen the Harry Houdini models video where he says, uh, Tamiya is the worst modeling
3: brand? I did see that and I wanted to write a very strongly worded complaint to him, but I decided not to.
0: Yeah, it's not worth it.
3: I mean, he is Australian, so they're a bit weird.
1: Dennis is, uh, writing to him right now. <laughs> oh, I am not just writing. Oh God! <laughs> uh, so, anyway, so my
3: hill to die on with Tamiya is we all know Tamiya's is one of the best out there. They're, yeah, great. Right. Wrap it up. That was wonderful. Right. Yeah, yeah, that, that I <laughs> Let's go. So, their their, their products are very good. You know they've got the they've got the whole. They're known for you know chucking a knife and glue into the box, shaking it up. You got their model. That's all good. And that's fine. However, I do think Tamiya should expand their, um, like they need to get a bit more daring, a bit more inventive with their subjects. Um, I have found that they, they do get a little bit same, same. Um, so I've been, I've been looking it up. Like I've, I've done my research. I've gone through the entire catalog. And they, it's just they don't have anything like say Tacom. Tacom have started doing some real interesting subjects. You know, you got the uh, the battleship turrets. You've they've started doing zeppelins. You know, Tacom have gone into really interesting things. Tamiya is still playing it safe. They're still doing subjects that are, um, you know, everyone knows. Um, and I think I think they're they're just at a point now where. They should start branching out into weirder, into more interesting subjects. I mean, I've been having a look at their latest, their releases for the last three years. Um, so for their military, you know, their armor and stuff like that. In thirty fifth and forty eight, say this this year, they came out with the KV two, which is cool. They've updated it, but they've already they already had one. They've got another tiger tank. And another Challenger two. So the, the, these are three tanks that they've already released, with the uh, Challenger two and the uh, Tiger tank. They already have three Tigers before that.
1: What and what's so different about their newest one versus their? Is it anything significant, or is it like basically a remodel?
3: It's, it's basically just new moldings, um, and then they, they they they've released them as like an early variant and an, a later v- version. You know, So they've got two very se- two separate kits. For one, that's an early version of a, of a Tiger 1E and a late version of a Tiger 1E, say. And there's not actually a lot of difference between them. Um, but you know, that could be done as something as an upgrade kit, not as a, a full separate re-release model. Um, even for their aircraft this year, they came out with the 1-48 P-38J Lightning. Um, but when you actually look at it, the, what they've they've got, they're just releasing the P thirty eight. They did the. Does anyone else know what the what other P thirty eight they did? I think it was the G. Yeah, so we, I
1: think it was the G two. Yeah,
3: they released the P thirty eight G, and then to create it to the J, they've only added uh, like two new sprues into uh, two new sprues into the kit to make it the J. But even then, when you look between a G and a J lightning, there's not a lot of difference. So I, th- I think now Tamiya should be looking into more, some of the more obscure things, some of the more like they've got to be a
1: bit more daring. I think they think I think they're being a bit too conservative. Do you think maybe they're doing that so they're letting smaller companies like TACOM and whatnot branch out and seeing how they do, or do you think they're just straight up just trying to play safe in general?
3: Uh, I think I think they are just trying to play safe. I think they are. Okay. Like you go, you look at, you know, even the last two years, they don't, they haven't brought out a a lot. They've brought out another. They've already, they've brought out another kitten craft. Kitten kit craft. Kitten. How do you pronounce that one? Kittencrad. Thank yeah, you. Kitten crad. So they brought out another one. This one's the mid production. They've brought up and brought out another um, Panzer IV, an early Alf's G, Alps G hey, Alps, and there you go. another T thirty four eighty five. I've kind of gone through their list and tallied up how many things they've got. They have six variants of the M um, four, six variants of the Panther, five variants of a Stuart, four variants of a KV one, uh, seven variants of a pan- uh, Panzer four, uh, three King Tigers, um, three uh, four Abrams, the- like. They could get a bit more inventive. They could like there's a lot more out there that they could do and do really well. Like before I was going to mention, but um, Can Medic mentioned the AR ARL, ARL forty four. I think if Tamiya did that kit, that would be really cool. You know, a lot of the earlier war or even the later war, sort of just after the Second World War stuff.
4: But Coward I would
3: love Think of it think of it this way. We are Arguably approaching
0: a, you know, if not in the middle of a golden age of new kit releases. And you're right, Meng yep. and Tacom and, and all of these manufacturers are putting out all these weird and wild and obscure vehicles. Hmm. Do you drink beer? Yes. No, well, I drink you enjoy, way do. Way too much. Do you enjoy a variety of different styles of beer? Yes. But do you have a go to?
3: Not really. See, but even a he style. Protected, he protected, and this is and this, this I is my argument. I, I, also, <laughs> I
4: also enjoy
0: a variety of beers, but sometimes you just want a lager. And Tamiya is a lager. It's uncomplicated, it's easy, it's simple, it quenches your thirst to build something, and it's fun and enjoyable, and then you can go back to the complicated stuff later on. Right? They they have filled a niche market of you're right, shake and bake. Um, mm. and like to to look over at my my shelving unit here, I have four of their M one fifty ones, I have five M one thirteens, because sometimes what? you just want an, <laughs> an easy kit to screw around with. And they, they give you a cheap and cheerful option without having to worry about Photo etch and Indie
1: Link tracks and and really feeling bad if you screw up a kit what do you think about don this is more focused towards you what do you think about if Tamiya kept their simplicity and moved towards topics that aren't basically reboxes of like the panther or or the like for example if Tamiya came out with like a t90 like a chechen war t90 or maybe i don't know do they have any uh f-35s or anything like they,
2: that. They they have a uh, 172 scale, which is uh, rebox for artillery. I mean, sure, but are they going to be able to do that with
0: the same, you know, value for for money
1: um, aspect that they have now? I think they could if right? they if they spent some time, maybe like a year or two.
2: Well, Actually, I know that uh, to me has come up with a very weird subject
1: probably in the 2023 period. I would I would
2: rather they
0: retool some of their older kits to be honest. Right, okay. they have a lot of stuff languishing from the, you know, 90s and earlier that could really do with some some improved tooling.
2: That is well, true. What I would like to see is that maybe they as you say as uh, Don says, you know, taking the tooling and redoing it. But also, you know, adding more stuff like photo etch and aluminum. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Hear me no, out. Though. Hear me out. That I'm is not, not about what a lot. Tammy is for. I'm not talking about a lot. But you know how on the uh, Kitten Grad, they had like one piece of it, right? So I'm talking about that, right? Yeah. Where you have just enough so that you don't have to resort to aftermarket, right?
1: Maybe as an option. What about that? Like, yeah, uh,
2: or as an option.
1: Yeah. Or, or if what? you want to hey. make it more complicated, a little more detailed, and you can utilize that photo etch. Or you can just go, like, old school, back to the sprue.
5: Right. I mean, Doug, what do you think about their uh, Stug 3B kit? Like, it came with a little metal barrel and, I think, three pieces of photo etch. And it was probably I, one of the funnest why would i want to, Why would
0: I want to build a Stug, as? Right? I don't understand. <laughs> I
4: gonna say, yeah, that's <laughs> just so I, just make it captured.
1: It'll be fine.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, to be fair, you could do a finished Stug. The, right, yes. the other thing is... I
0: truly wonder what market share Tamiya um, or not market share their their sort of revenue stream comes from their military line versus their RC stuff and their cars and all that. I don't think they have the motivation to
2: to move forward with any of that stuff. They're making too much money otherwise. I that's true. uh, As someone who's actually been able to look at some of the numbers for at least you know in certain places where they make their money. I don't know if you guys look at the... I don't know if you look at, like, the uh, new product release, you know, press releases they do each month, like I do, where I follow them religiously. But the overwhelming majority of the new stuff to me is doing... I mean, obviously, like, each year they try to pump out, like, four or five military kits. The majority of it is either car kits or it's RC stuff. RC stuff. RC is their, like... That's their bread and butter. Let's be clear, um, Tamiya is first and foremost actually an RC company. You know, we don't really see it because we don't have a lot of their stuff in North America. But believe it or not, in Japan and Europe, that's the main thing that they do. And that's not to say that they don't have like, you know, their model making is not somehow, you know, an integral part of that. But they are truly one of the few like major, you know, how would I put it, like general corporations in like the hobby, because they do it all. They make paint, they make glue, they make tools, they do RC, True. they do scale models. Like at the end of the day, I'd say car models for them, at least right now with the current generation, is they're probably more important to uh Tamiya than uh, military models.
5: That makes sense. Mm. Well, I mean so if you speaking,
2: see what they're doing with the cars, they're pushing the boundaries quite a bit. They're doing some really neat stuff with those.
5: Well, speaking of like model company kids actually branching out Back in 2015, I know Dragon did, like, one-sixth-scale SAS Jeeps, and, like, one-sixth-scale yeah, pack. They've up. always
2: been doing weird stuff.
5: That's true.
0: And as long as Ezra keeps buying their stugs, they're going to keep making them. <laughs> Exactly. Dude, <laughs> yeah, they've has got,
2: like, so many different Dragon kits. And that's You're the real problem them.
0: with the industry in general, right? As long as people are lapping up, like, whatever that ludicrous Panther AA variant that you... Posted up earlier is disgusting <laughs> as long as as fanboys are lapping that stuff up like it's going out of style that's what the manufacturers are going to produce yeah because I, I think yeah, yeah. like I mean, modeling
3: i've got a slightly different take on it versus say uh, yours can minute because you know you've said you've got how many model kits of what was it the m1 one oh Iverson. the the uh, m151 the little the, the not jeep jeep but, they're not yeah like i've got a i've got a slightly different philosophy I, I focus more i think from where i'm coming from i focus more on this subject rather than the model itself so uh, like, i've got a slightly different outlook on it like i don't like for me i don't think i would ever buy like the same kit like three times and build them because that's just uh, for me that's not how i build i you know i'll, I'll do one of one thing and then maybe Say in like another couple of years because I've got I've still got all my models that I made when I was like five and to 13 and they're all shite. <laughs> I'll <still laughs> admit that they are, I've got them all hanging up in a box in my bedroom and I see them every day and I'm like, yeah, this was that was so bad. So, like, maybe I'll revisit them and see how well, like, you use them as a sort of like a litmus test of like how far I've come with it. But otherwise, I like for me, I'm not a I'll buy two two or three kits of the exact same thing and build them because uh, for me there's too many subjects to um, other things to build so that like that's my philosophy so that's where right Whereas I, I
0: I focus on a pretty narrow subset of of you know the history of military vehicles and whatnot right because I build primarily canadian
2: yeah uh, i was going to say uh, <laughs> <because> canadian <laughs> subjects because so we, just... we have like this pseudo nationalistic <laughs> modeling ethos <laughs>
0: Well it's like everything else. I, I will hoard things, so if I don't limit my collections pretty exclusively, I will end up with just all
3: manner of nonsense. So I I feel that. I mean you're you're probably limiting yourself quite a bit just be just doing Canadian, but
0: But I'm yeah, not, but... because that's that's <laughs> why I
3: have, you know
0: six different one fifteens because or one thirteens, because then I can you know, model them from their inception all the way through until the, you know,
3: the T-Lab that's come out today. So that actually they'll make a pretty talented. good, they'll make a pretty good display. If you got, if you made one of every single, uh, very generation going up from like the oldest one to the new one and put that as a single display, that would look right. pretty good.
5: You um, probably wouldn't like to hear this, but I kind of did that with Stug threes on my shelf. I have Stug's, uh,
1: Early A through late. Hey, did you guys know Ezra likes Stugs?
2: No, yeah, and nobody Ezra cares is either. Single-handedly <laughs> driving like all or, like mini art and work
4: and all these companies
2: making Stugs. <laughs> but this is
0: exactly why I like Tamiya, because they're the kits that I use to take breaks between stupid complicated projects. Where and I don't get really frustrated. I've never been frustrated with a Tamiya kit. It's just build it and enjoy it for the sake of the the project and then I can go and play with some multi hundred piece photo
3: laden monstrosity. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still love Tamiya. I, mean, I still love their kits. You know, I just think they could be a bit more adventurous. That's all. Like I'm sitting here right next to their, uh, the type one self-repelled gun that I'm going to make for the, for the group build. I just think that they, they could just go a little bit more daring, you know, not so, not, Completely way out there like tack on but they could just get a few more sort of like different things. So you want a Bob sample then? A uh, a Bob Sample would be pretty good, I gotta say. I'd <laughs> <laughs> would would build that, no, that would be okay. awesome. I would build that so so quickly. I'd buy two. <laughs> Although, well like you could actually kit bash a Bob sample. The only doubt, the only problem, that would be the get, trying to get a nineteen forties style bulldo, bulldozer to go underneath it, because they just had, they just used anything they had. So you could use anything under there. Yes. But yeah, so that that's my hill. That I think I'm full of bullet holes right now. So yeah, that was my hill. Yeah, you, you you acquitted yourself well, young man. That's uh, well done. <laughs> But was it worth
0: all the 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 viewers we just lost? (laughs) (laughs) No, don't worry. I'll still listen to this again. (laughs) (laughs) Not
3: when I'm done editing you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know what? Edit this episode, then your days are numbered.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I've still got episode seven.
1: Donut, what the fuck? What? I just saw the... I don't even know. It's in the, the podcast plane. The oh, like, Wikipedia does gray-
2: always have the best uh, scale when it comes to their drawings.
1: Yeah. <laughs> is that like a, a, it's a Greyhound with a, a wannabe KV-2 like turret with a 50?
4: Oh, I,
0: I have seen this monstrosity before. What is it? <laughs> it is. A- it is. Oh, God. It was some South American cobbled-together... Crap! I can't remember now, Ezra. Where did you find that?
5: Uh t- say tank encyclopedia? Tank encyclopedia. That is horrible. Where-, where else am I supposed to find pictures like this? The dark web.
0: Yes.
4: Yes. yes. Uh, nice. actually Exactly where you find <laughs> stuff like that.
2: Oh. Well, should we talk about what we've been working on this week? Yes, please. Means. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'll go first, I suppose. Um, my Shara one is finally being brought back from the shelf of the Doom. I got a uh, hot wire foam cutter for doing straight edges. And so I've been just been you know, playing around with making, making a foam base for that. I got some foliage, uh, some spring light green foliage from AK. I got sea foam from Notch. And I've just been sort of working on making my first, you know, actual try-hard tree. Um, I'm getting a little bit excited about it. It's going to be pretty cool. I'm thinking that the diorama I'm going to make will have quite a few trees, though. So it's going to be like a long work in progress.
1: How long do you think?
2: Hmm?
1: How long do you think it'll take you?
2: Um, it depends. Um I'm going to be working for a couple weeks on this diorama, diorama probably, which is a big change because normally I do the whole thing start to finish in a day.
1: Jesus. That's fair. I'm excited to see you work on it, dude. Your first uh, long-winded diorama that obviously you're really taking your time with. That's I'm excited to see this. Yeah, it's just the water. I'm not sure how to tackle the creek
2: yet. But we'll figure play. it out.
1: Yeah. <sighs> That's what I'm working on. Very nice. All right, so per usual, I have two slides because I can. Uh, Top left, I got the US artillery crew in the mail. I don't know if I posted that last week or not, but that'll be for the the group build since uh, the gummy bears that Atlantis wants to unfortunately provide just do not fit. Um, Next picture to the right, that is a chipboard. I'm going to be making custom side skirts for my T-72 for the Ukraine diorama. To the right is, well, what the diorama looked like. I just sent a photo into our podcast planning on Discord to see what the diorama looks like now. Basically, I just added mud, uh, two layers of it with a little bit of grass. And then the bottom row, uh, left and center, is the T-72 current. I'll be getting some ERA bricks here soon. And I added some custom smoke grenade launchers that you'll see in the next slide. And then the house on the right uh, looks like absolute ass right now. But uh, that is just basic uh, wood stain on the tiles and the little bit of wood that's stained. All those open spots are where glue seep through. Uh, I'm using that resin glue for this so it, the, uh, the wood stain does not... See well with it, which actually works out in my book because it's an old Eastern European house. It has wear and tear, and I mean, once once it's done, those glue spots will be uh, the exposed, more exposed, damaged, wear and tear areas. What did you think of that house, Greg? Uh, I'll be honest with you. It's coming from Wish. I was very impressed. Um, It had a couple pieces that I messed up. Just because I started, I was super excited and I was working on it during the last podcast and I glued half of it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I had to go through with my X-Acto knife for like 30 minutes and like very gently uh, unfuck myself. And I ended up fucking up some of the, the in, in, inside the house, uh, I'll see y'all a picture later, there's like this uh, tiling or, or uh, roofing and that's super very fine balsa wood that's very easy to snap so if it wasn't for that uh me messing up i would give this house like an eight out of ten that was, was great cool
5: yeah very cool
1: yeah it's looking great thank you very much the next one so this is focusing mainly on the power lines so the top left was the other day i used some balsa wood chip wood or chipboard some sprues and um, I guess it's technically a balls or some type of cylinder wood. And I'm making Eastern European power lines. And the bottom left is my inspiration. That's actually somewhere in Ukraine. Don't know where. It's some little fuck off village. Uh, so I'm going for that. And the bottom row there is just kind of the progress so far. It's I haven't actually painted it. It's just primed in black. And then the top is my current uh, used smoke grenade launchers for the T-72.
5: Nice. Cool. You know that you're going to have some 11-year-old judge telling you that they're like point
1: zero zero two millimeters off. Yeah, well, you know what? Yeah. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> 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 That's okay. I'm building it for the... For the funds. I mean, did a good job, job on you. those power poles, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, those aren't the easiest to do anyways. Mm-hmm. No, they are not. I was, I sat here for almost an hour just debating how I would go about making the uh, the power lines um, or the pole itself. And it's just... I wanted to find, because if you look closely, you can kind of see the rivets inside where the wire is ran through. Obviously, sprues don't have that, and I was not going to risk slicing my finger open again trying to make those rivets inside of a sprue. So uh, I went with the little metal wiring you see there on the top left photo. It's uh, super bendable. Bendable, is that a word? You can bend it really easy. Um, Ductile is the fancy word. Yes, we'll we'll go with that. Thank you, Don. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'd, I'm looking forward to actually getting that thing put up.
5: Question: What are you going to use for the lines? or the lines itself,
1: because I need a stug dio. That wiring right there on the on the top left. Okay, that, silver wiring. I'm, let me see if there's an actual. Name. I got we Just Michael. had a
0: conversation about this, Ezra.
1: <laughs> he was thinking <laughs> no, about but, a Stug. It's okay.
5: No. I need mean, for the actual wires themselves. I thought he was talking so, about the connectors.
1: Oh, no, no. Now, no, this is the wire itself is 26 gauge caliber 2.6. Uh-huh. Uh, 45.7 meter long. God damn, it's a lot of wire. Uh, yeah, that's it's just a little metal wire you can get at your local hobby store. Very thin, easy to bend, all that fun jazz. Cool. Let's get my hands on some of that. I basically get my lines out, spray paint on black, and then I'll gloom in. Cool. Beauty. Thank you.
0: Oh, the lab. Look at that. Dude, look at that.
4: Yeah. So,
0: um, the lab's actually done. That's no longer a work in progress. But I don't have a lot on the go that's photograph-worthy right now. So, um, yeah, that is Trumpy's... Lab 3 that I managed to beat into submission. God, what a dog of a kit that turned out to be. Um, and were all painted up uh, for a UN mission in Ethiopia and Eritrea circa 2000. So these, these labs would have still had the new new tank smell uh, when they were deployed there.
1: And you so definitely good. gave it justice. No,
0: thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Threw some stowage on there from Black Dog, which I, I highly recommend. And Dennis was kind enough to print me off some flags. My pleasure, always. So, well done there. Uh, next door we have what might be the most ridiculous project I've ever undertaken. It's a trailer. And it's the trailer <laughs> that comes with the uh, the Tamiya M151. Um, I think it's supposed to be an M101 trailer. Um, and I was rifling through my spares bin one day and realized that the box that this was sitting in was taking up more room than if I just built the trailer. So I built it and then I painted it and then I filled it with some stuff and I haven't gotten around to painting the stuff
1: that it's filled with yet. Nice what are you using for that tarp there?
0: It's uh, the gift wrap tissue paper just soaked in um,
1: Liquitex the clear gel medium. Dude I have that is a really good idea I've been using the toilet paper method I might try that. So this stuff doesn't tear
0: quite as easily, but at the same time, it doesn't soak up glue quite as well. So it's harder to mold uh, oh, okay. the surfaces sometimes, and then you'll throw too much glue on it and it ends up dissolving.
1: Um,
0: this is the first time I've used the Liquitex instead of just Dilute PVA, and it's much more forgiving to work with. So I'm, okay. this might be my go-to from now on. Because rather than soaking in and dissolving the tissue, it just kind of coats the top. But you still get the same um, flexibility and moldability that you would with uh, the dilute PVA. Very nice. Right. And say... the, the markings and stuff on there aren't based in reality. They're just stuff I had sitting in my scrap bin.
2: I will say, uh, normally stuff like trailers, they're always an afterthought to a build. And to see someone just, you know, actually build that up as the build itself, that's really nice to see. It's uh, refreshing to see someone take on a subject that's, you know, so ignored. Yeah, it was
0: it was completely spur of the moment, but um, I'm actually, I'm really digging it. This is, I've had more fun. I wish my pictures turned out a little better, but I've, I've had more fun with this than I have with some other builds in
2: a long time. Yeah. Oh. Is that Black Dog Storage you have? Oh God, uh, probably. Probably. I'm trying to think of where
0: half of that stuff came from. Some of it was from the stowage from the lab and some of it is just stuff that I had sitting in there. I think it is all probably black dog though. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Wow, it looks great.
0: And those Jerry cans are from God knows where. <laughs> yeah. It looks amazing, man.
4: Thank you. Probably yeah.
0: And then, uh, I think there was slide number two. Uh, Oh my God! It's German armor. Uh, oh but in, of the, where you, where in my defense, this isn't mine, so I actually didn't build this. That's my oldest boy who's been building this.
5: Officer, it isn't mine.
4: I swear, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> officer, the these are not the my pants. Uh,
0: so this is this is boy senior's first glue together uh, model project. So it's the mm. Tamiya one forty eight Yag um, Tiger. Good for him. Good God, this is a fantastic kit. I, I cannot praise these 148 Tamiya kits enough. Um, and bless his heart, he has built this entire thing um, virtually by himself. And I'm very, very proud. So this is my proud papa moment,
1: dude. That, that is, is great. Cool.
2: Gosh, start him young. Good for
0: you. How
1: man. Uh, how old your boy? Um, eight. Dude, that is great. That is, that is awesome really good for
2: an eight year old. Oh my yeah. god. And
0: uh, I've taught him well, so those the tracks and running gear are all glued up as one separate unit, so we can pull those off when it comes nice. time to paint. Smart. Uh, geez, like,
5: in like five months, he's going to be better than me.
0: Oh, he's going to be better than me anyway. Um, but we did not delve into uh, steel texture or weld beads on this build. So Hey, better to uh, add on as you go, right? Exactly. Right? Baby steps.
2: Huge Absolutely.
0: And then... Uh, Last but not least is the one thing that's actually on the go on my bench right now that's kind of photograph-worthy. And it's Tamiya's new mold M8 Greyhound, which is a fantastic kit, uh, but that I am massacring and turning it into a uh, hopefully reasonably accurate representation of General Rockingham's M8 command car that he used during the Korean War. So as you nice. can see there's there's a key portion of the Greyhound that's missing. It has no gun. So I had to fart around blanking off the turret. And I'm currently struggling with uh, weld beads where the openings for the guns should have been.
1: Nice. Dude, I'm looking forward to seeing this finished. Me too. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my schemes again.
2: Don, that's what I was making you those Commonwealth decals for, right? Yes. Ah, there you go.
0: Yes, this is this is what you made the uh, the first batch up for.
5: And that's, that's it. Kind of so I color got color schemes again.
0: Color schemes? Yeah, color schemes for scheme. the for the Greyhound. Yes, it's USOD. Okay. Because all all the vehicles that we used in Korea were sourced from American stocks. Sure. So just oh, standard US olive drab.
5: Huh. Ah, oh, yes. Look at that. Ooh. My tingly club shot Caldellet is starting to get a base. Just I a really it. simple piece of wood with some uh, DAS put over it with that uh, tra- mark, track mark stamped in. Dirt from the desert
1: outside and just shot with a heavy coat of primer. Dude, that I love those antennas, dude. You did a phenomenal job. This Thank you. This whole thing has so much going on. It's great. Yeah, it's gonna have even more going on because there's gonna
5: be uh unit markings on the back of the turret vessel, uh
1: empty shell casings everywhere. I see one of them there, yeah, on the on the left picture in the right bottom. Yeah. Oh my god. But there's even
5: gonna be ones from like the fifty cal and the oh, uh beautiful seven point six two. That's gonna be nice. Are you
1: yeah. reprinting those?
5: No, I'm getting them from uh Master Club or whatever. Nice. They're actual brass. Ooh. Yeah. And looking back, I realized that the shells, the uh, spent shells, are actually the wrong color. So I'm going to need to take them off, repaint them, and then try to weather them as nicely as they were. They're want. like
1: a, a grayish white, right?
5: Yep.
0: I was going to say they're very shiny looking.
5: <sighs> I forgot that L7 rounds were 105. Are not. Copper. They're gray. That's okay. You can fix it. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure, but I was so happy with how they looked. They do look very nice. I even drilled a little uh, hole in the back. Though, I don't think that's accurate. You know how I'm like a uh, a bullet case Oh god, for
0: primer, you mean?
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: That's not accurate is it?
0: I don't know actually
1: uh, if anything dude like just uh again you, you can have, have some 11 year old tell you that you're wrong <laughs> oh sure. yeah
5: true but yeah i can't wait to have this thing done and off the bench
2: that will be nice to see when it's fully done
5: yeah it's coming with me to ArmorCon this year and i'm hoping to get best idf
2: yeah i i okay. see that being a
3: contest killer
4: yeah
3: Big goals. So you're gonna you're gonna win that, and then just send another email to Ammo. Just go see, see, see.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I told you I could do it.
1: <laughs> are you gonna throw it in the uh, the youth, or are you gonna try and do the adult? Oh, I'm doing adult again. Hell yeah, dude! Awesome. I'm glad to see it.
5: No, they gave um, they gave the juniors automatic golds and a big plaque, a big
1: gold plaque. Oh, so just participation trophies? Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, I'd rather earn it. Outta boy. And I'm what
5: actually gonna have to enter in both categories. Yeah. See, if I want to enter it, if I want a shot at getting best IDF, I can't actually enter into adult intermediate. I have to enter into adult advanced.
1: Ooh, well, you definitely, you definitely rate that, uh, that category. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some nice stuff in there, but
5: I know there's almost no basic construction flaws with this. So I'm going to get almost full points for construction.
1: Good.
0: Well, now we've got to clean up the details for you,
5: then. Yeah. Yeah, they know. Oh. Yes! Oh, that's so uh, cool.
2: This is something that uh, 2023 uh, kit released by Tamiya. Uh, You said you want stuff that's unique. Well, you're getting this stuff that's unique. It's silent. I I would buy that. It's fast. It's lightly armored. In fact, it has no armor. It's got a tow missile. It's the Toyota Prius.
3: (laughs) That thing would be silent as well. It's a stealth tank.
4: It, it has a stealth tank very
2: destroyer low infrared signature, like it is quite literally the ideal tank destroyer.
1: Dennis and I spent like thirty minutes discussing why this would be like the top best like armored or not armored, but the top test tank destroyer in in Ukraine.
2: I, I have unironically considered ta- sending a letter to the DOD and saying, Hey, this is a good idea. <laughs> Go <ahead." laughs>
3: well just just think about it. If the Russians did capture those, they wouldn't be able to sell the fuel as well exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what's the, the price of the lithium, lithium right now actually yeah they'll just sell the batteries
2: but uh yeah who would want to see me make a 3d printed model kit of this
1: I will buy like 5 of them I'm not even kidding yeah I'll pay whatever you want for it
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll, yeah, I'll chuckle at it <laughs> there you go
2: <laughs> well stay tuned cause it might happen good yeah word
5: yes okay you cannot say you cannot look at a model and say it is covered in too much mud because look at this Challenger 2 it's probably been riding around in the field for like 5 or 6 hours and it's covered in mud
3: yeah it's gone right up to the top of the turret it sure has that
1: thing's been fucking zooming.
3: Just get your airbrush, fill it up with some buff,
5: and just spray it all over, and boom. As we and see I here, love.
3: this is a challenger that's enjoying a nice summer day in England. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh look at how there's almost no
3: variation in the colors of the mud.
5: There's Beauty only just
3: wet and, and dry. Yeah, that's the only variation wet and dry. There's nothing else. Yeah. See, I just feel sorry for the poor bloody uh, crew, because you guarantee they'll bring that all the way back to the depot and the commander will just be like, right, start cleaning. Yeah. yeah,
1: <laughs> Just like the had uh, to get out that, that hose like in the AAV dial I did to start <laughs> hosing her down.
5: A cool thing to note is the re- on that rear pick, the, one of the sides of the fuel, that's a Fuel drum, right? It's been cut off, so you can stuff a uh, camo net in there.
3: Huh. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, nice. But yeah, clearly you can get modern tanks as muddy as you want.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, Greg. Next time an eleven-year-old tries to tell you otherwise,
1: <laughs> I'm gonna drop kick him. <laughs> That's that's a yellow paint splotch. It's a leaf. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> Just
3: a FYI, The Model Machines podcast does not condone any acts of violence against shitty little young judges in any competitions. Just thought you'd like. Yes.
5: Them. Uh, if you're <laughs> yes. under like twelve, you should not be. You, you should not judge.
1: No. Especially you when should when be you judged. Corrected.
3: <laughs> and if you are within kicking range, you should not be judged
1: yeah <laughs> don't don't yeah don't just yeah just just don't you Can observe judges to one day be a judge that's just fine and dandy but don't go to people's models and start trashing and then get then get trashed by your older model or older judges because you don't yeah. know what you're talking about oh. kids these days literally <laughs> don't group <laughs> me in with them I, I'm special you damn right you are <laughs> oh maybe i didn't want to be that special
5: (laughs) (laughs) well did we do a podcast
2: we did in fact do a podcast is that what we call this
5: i think so apparently
3: yeah
5: right at the two hour mark
3: and we managed the impossible we, got we did! Can somebody yes. take these
5: ropes so, off, Dale? So, they're
0: starting
2: to chase. <laughs> no, no, no. I, th- I, like, I kind of like this situation. <laughs> oh, I
1: think gone. you need to make another appearance. Yeah. I think you might. You've got a lot of knowledge that you could bring to us and the viewers, and you're quite witty. You also absolutely a lot. That's none that's of, that's of that's which that's was contributed well. tonight. Yeah. It sure <laughs> was! We're going to do a whole new uh, popularity contest just from this one episode, and none of us are going to get votes. It's all going to be CanMedic. Oh, God. Mm. Oh, yeah.
3: You you should meet after the uh, hill to die on. I'm going to have negative votes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That is true.
3: I have a face for radio and a voice for
0: print, all right? This is not a sustainable career move. (laughs) <laughs> not with that well, attitude
2: it's not I'm about to say yeah he's going to be the one who kickstarts our Patreon everyone's going to hear that that lovely voice and it's just going to be like I want to give these people money now
1: they're going to start just throwing money
3: throwing dollar bills damn straight Now he's Canadian they're going to start throwing loonies and toonies damn That's skippy
2: stuff. man those are going to hurt when I get hit with those <laughs> <laughs> Well
5: So you're wait, so you're pretty much saying we're all strippers because we're gonna get money thrown at us.
3: Take strippers. Oh so, I, I, I found my new Israel, do I'm not start new. Google searching that. Oh <laughs> god, yeah, please don't. <laughs> I found my new Discord uh um, Oh god. No,
5: fucking, no, uh, no what have we done? No.
4: Not no, no. <laughs> Bad
3: and on that note.
2: Yeah. Well, if <laughs> yeah. you uh, listened up to this point, I'd like to uh, personally thank all of you, who, all of our listeners out there. It's uh, people like you who make us want to keep doing this. Just kidding. It's not. We like talking about tanks. But yeah. It's, 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 no, it's, it's not our true. excuse.
1: It's I our don't, I don't for... want
2: to keep doing this. We've oh, well, to do that. <laughs> you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. Yeah, Yeah, I'd (laughs) like to uh, thank Don so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Funny guy, smart guy, talented beyond all belief.
3: Yeah. So Mm -hmm. until next time, yeah.
1: Toodles next week. See everyone. Adios, fellas.